Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, why are people into that, listeners? Tina Horn here reminding you to check out pleasurechest.com for all your sex toys shopping without leaving your bed needs. To help you get through this last stretch of winter, thepleasurechest.com is offering a free bullet vibrator with every purchase of $75 or more March 17th through March 24th. That's right, if you're listening to this, you can probably access the internet, and if you can access the internet, you can shop on pleasurechest.com. So stock up on lube, condoms, or gloves, get that bondage kit you've been eyeing, or gift a loved one something to keep them hot. When you do, you get a free teeny vibrator perfect for travel. You might also want to follow Pleasure Chest on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for another special vibrator promotion on March 8th, aka International Women's Day. The Pleasure Chest has been keeping you warm and satisfied for nearly 50 years. To find out more, visit their stores in New York City, Los Angeles, and Chicago, or check out PleasureChest.com. And now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to Wired People Into That, a pervy conversation show about sex, kink, gender, and love. My guest today is Ashley Page. Hello. Whose pronouns she made sure to let me know are she, her, and daddy. Mm -hmm. And I just really want to know how to conjugate that, but we can talk about that in a second. So Ashley Page is a pro-dom alpha female, and kinky travel companion based in New York City. She's been engaging professionally in pleasure and perversion for more than a decade and specializes in the art of catharsis created by her ethereal understanding of visceral connection through holistic kink and companionship. The femme daddy of your leather dreams and filthy fantasies. Find out more about her at mistresspagenyc.com. That's P-A-I-G-E. Or on Twitter at Ashley Page NYC and Instagram at Mistress Page underscore NYC. And Ashley and I just talked for an hour for an, like an entire Interrobang episode about her history, her like entire history of sex work. <laughs> we got like your your whole memoir in 40 minutes. I was like, you should, you should get a fucking six figure book deal. But we'll talk about that later. Your history with sex work and and racial profiling and sex work profiling in hotels and uh and just like the connection between race and kink and why straight people's root chakras are so messed up and we just talked about so many things on ashley page and tarot bang so check that out in the feed if you haven't already i think eventually i'm gonna be like releasing those for a second and then putting it behind a paywall because you know i just gotta i gotta get that money yeah any everywhere anywhere i can so ashley yeah 
My first episode of 2019 was with Chingy. Do you know Chingy? In- oh, I love Chingy. Oh my God, Chingy is so <laughs> fucking amazing. Um, when I was out in LA, I interviewed her and we did a Wired People Into Mommies episode. And nice. that was just like a very natural uh, pick for her. She's obsessed with mommy play and leather mommies. And it was a really fun conversation. And part of what that I we ended up talking about daddies a lot, um, partially because of her sort of being like, why is there a mommy shortage? <laughs> um, and how we sort of like understand mommies and relationship to daddies in the leather community, which is very telling. Cough, cough, misogyny, cough, cough, um, yeah. which we unpacked a little bit. And one of the things that we that we talked about was why so many. Do you identify as cis female? Yes. So why so many? Yeah, for now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Who knows? Tomorrow, later today, the night is young. Um, it's noon. Yes, yes, very true, very true. <laughs> so you know why? Why there are a lot of queer cis women who, instead of identifying as mommies, identify as daddies or fem daddies. And I happen to know from your social media, <laughs> also from the hat that you wore when you showed up wow. today, that that you identify as a daddy. Very much so. And that's something that is definitely a part of your sex work marketing, Mm -hmm. which is cool because that's very queer. (laughs) It's a very queer thing to do. And but it also I, I, I think it's also a part of your personal lifestyle life. So the first question that I want to ask you is what does daddy mean to you? So to me. Daddy means uh, protector, mm. safe space, but also the reprimander. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, a certain level of mm, nurturing and intimacy mm. that isn't, uh, there's a little bit more of a firm hand. Mm. It's not necessarily tough love, but a certain depth that mm. mommies are in a different pool with. Mm. I feel like it's it's a certain level of depth for both of us, yeah. um, mommies and daddies, and it just goes in a different way. I feel like the nurturing that mommies give is a little bit different from daddies, and for me, I like a firm-handed daddy. So you like a firm-handed daddy, but you also like to be a firm-handed daddy. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. I have not a submissive bone in my body. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I definitely like to switch around and sometimes play the role, especially like I will definitely, I bought them hard (laughs) for bosses, like all femme bosses, but I bought them hard. Choke me, spank me, throw me against the wall so I know it's real. But also, you know, no, I'm going to talk shit because daddy always gets his way. Like, oh, so, so you're a daddy. Mm-hmm. As a bottom, you're a daddy brat. Yes. Yes. And a smart ass masochist. Mm. Very much so. But <laughs> I have two bins of dicks and I use them regularly. Um, so daddy feels very connected to your your dicks, your your literal bag of dicks, your boxes, your bins of dicks. No, no, this is my dick. Oh, gotcha. Like my oh. hand, yo, my fists, my forearm, this is the dick I have on me at all times. Yo. It's not attached to anything outside of me, but it's just, I feel like I am much more of a masculine presenting and a masculine resonating individual. Mm. Um, and daddy feels more appropriate. I, I can definitely tap into my femininity mm. when I want to, and it's always there, but 
I love, I love the androgyny and the masculinity and the power I feel as a daddy. I don't want to, hmm, <laughs> I don't want to kiss and hold you until I want to kiss and hold you. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Uh-huh. My mind just went blank, but luckily <laughs> luckily I have notes. <laughs> so when uh, when did you <laughs> isn't it so funny I'm just gonna like step outside myself and analyze myself because we talked about Chingy and I talked about this a lot and we've been having a lot of conversations on online around around that episode uh, around the, this I the the sort of gender the relationship of gender to this sort of like nurturing top archetype right and we'll we'll get to the subject of of is this about incest or not it, it, there's is definitely it, a yes and Right. Like, is this about incest or not? Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I will also say that, like, for me, yeah, I'm a daddy's girl. Mm. Like, the first man in my life, my dad, mm. I am such a daddy's girl. Like, I was always just like, Mom, please don't tell that. Please. Like, oh, God. The certain level of, like, respect, you know, like, and also I'm a military brat. Oh, interesting. You know, so keep in mind, lots of leather, all of that, all the power dynamics, they come into play and just... Even though it's a very backwards <laughs> idea at the man being at the top of the household, mm. it's still like those seeds have kind of been planted. Sure. And I play on it. Yeah. So it's like, know. what are you going to do with that? Yeah. 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 I definitely bring a lot of those dynamics and the things that probably this is going off tangent a little bit, but like some of the things that I wanted from my dad, I do my best to provide for those that consider and call me daddy, you know, like it's definitely going to be that nurturing, caring top situation, but I'm going to have a firm hand and I'm not going to let you get away with the bullshit. Um, I am going to put you in your place in the most loving and sometimes the most painful way, but it's, it's all love, you know, and I definitely feel and have immense respect for the mommies out there that do yeah. the same. Shout out to the mommies. Yo, shout out to the mommies, you know, like it's just, we're just in a different pool. We're all waiting. Yeah. <laughs> we're all waiting in the water. But we're just in slightly different pools or maybe different ends. Yeah. It is so interesting how as like we're a couple of cis queer women and this idea of daddy resonates with both of us, both as tops and bottoms, because we're also very, our like kinkiness is, it's, Correct me if I'm wrong. It seems to me like kinkiness is as important a part of your sexual identity as your queerness. Oh, very much so. Same for me. And it's interesting to think about how daddy is such a, an erotically charged word in a way that mommy might not be for us. Mm -hmm. But we're also both very engaged in feminist politics and an under like an understanding and seeking to understand and unpack gender double standards mm -hmm. and like not wanting to like denigrate the idea of the archetype of the mother or the leather mommy but also like what turns you on turns you on right like you can 
try to interrogate like, well, does this not turn me on for fucked up reasons that I want to try to be more open to? And like, maybe I should play with mommies or maybe I should try this. But also like what turns you on turns you on. Right. It very much does. And sometimes it changes. Like you can you can like do things to to try to change it. Or to try to like nudge things in different directions or just being open and, and flexible. Right. And something like I also like do, I like turning that on its head, right? Like right. that's one of the pulls for me is being this like, it's funny when I'm in full on Ashley is my daddy mode. Mm. I'm very much femme presenting. Interesting. But I love playing that on its head, bringing that femininity into my role, my my natural born place as daddy. Yeah. You know, like it's it's all tied into it, that mind fuck. You know, like I love a good mind fuck. Sure. You know, so to be able to pre- present as like high femme and do all of these things, but have that power as daddy. Yeah. You know, like it, it comes with a certain with it, you know, like, <laughs> daddy. like, I feel like my dick just landed on your forehead and I don't even have a dick on me. Like, that's I what don't even I have feel. a forehead anymore. <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> but that's what I feel with daddy. You know, like even when you're out and about, you know, like, look at look at the you want to see a bunch of bottoms. Like I was listening to this, this little I had seen this little gif or whatever. And yeah. it was all these little different gra- glasses of champagne. And it was like bottoms at brunch. And they're all like bitching and talking. And And then this guy walks by and he's daddy, daddy. ooh, daddy. Fuck me, daddy. Bend me over, daddy. That has a very different ring to it than ooh, mommy, mommy. Bend me over, mommy. Spank me, Bonnie. And like, don't get me wrong. I like them both. But yeah. for me, yeah, daddy just has a certain, uh, a certain oomph to it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, in, in our Interrobang episode, you were talking a lot about integration and wholeness, mm-hmm. not H-O-L-E-ness, <laughs> although I'm sure you're into wholeness too, so, uh, so but, but W, um, wholeness. And it's interesting how literal correspondence of gender and titles can create an integration and also figurative correspondence or non-literal correspondence can also create integration and this is what this is what i mean by that being a femme daddy as a cis woman can be an integrated thing mm-hmm. so can being a femme mommy. Mm-hmm. So can being a butch mommy. Yes. And so can being a butch daddy. Butch daddy would be the like Tom of Finland uh, leather daddy archetype that probably a lot of people are familiar with, even if they're That's not a part of much kinky so. queer leather cultures. Right. That's very much so my my uh, aesthetic oftentimes. Right. Like there's the femme and then there's the butch and like being able to play with those. Yeah. You know, like it. The, the, the ways that desire manifests and identification manifests and that it it does sometimes come from this like deep down like resonant place that we can't that we we can have an intellectual conversation about it Mm -hmm. but like ultimately it's a mystery shrug like i like i don't know why i mean i also feel like like going back to holism right like i feel like it's about balance like Mm. we're so surrounded by all these different things that we're supposed to be this is how a female is supposed to be this is how a woman is supposed to be this is what a mom is supposed to be this is what a dad is supposed to be whether you are the parent or you have a parent or you don't have a parent and you're or you're looking for a father figure right or a mother figure yep 
yeah, all of that, it comes into play, you know? So to be a femme daddy or a butch daddy, because I go between the two, mm. right? Like, it's really nice to be able to express masculine energies mm. as mm-hmm. a femme presenting person, mm-hmm. right? And being able to express feminine energies as an androgynous presenting person. Totally. You know, and be able to play with all the different facets of my presentation, my energy, my personality, myself. Yeah. You know, and, and to bring balance to that, to not have to deny or close up or dismiss certain things that need to be expressed, that need to be enhanced, that need to be lived fully. Let's not know. close up anything that yeah, wants no. to be expressed. No, no. You got to breathe and relax. Mm. Just let it all open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have you uh, record a meditation app for me. <laughs> daddy, daddy meditation. Daddy. Another place that sometimes there's a, a literal correspondence or a direct correspondence and sometimes there's a, a, a dissonance in the relationship is is when, for those of us who like to use words like mommy and daddy or boy or girl in the sense of, of being not only a gender identity but a, but a submissive or a bottom identity, right? Like a lowercase boy yep. or a lowercase B-O-I boy or a lowercase girl, right? In the sense of I'm daddy's girl, right? Like I'm I'm uh, submissive to a daddy mm-hmm. or sir or ma'am or mistress or master, any of these things. Right. Sometimes, like what you were just describing, you feel like in your literal real history, your IRL, <laughs> you know that you've been a daddy's girl to your actual literal father mm-hmm. and you know how it feels to seek approval to be to, to, to have your whole life be the the potential of approval right. from the man who contributed his like genetic material to your existence right right, right. and so that is so deeply or psychologically ingrained in you that it it has come out in an expression of like, I want to be that to others because Mm -hmm. I know how it felt to be the girl on the side of that. And so I want to, in my adult consensual sexual life that has nothing to do with incest, that has nothing to do with abuse, I want to play with being the person who can bestow or withhold right that that approval that, that praise love, that praise that protection that protection everything you know even that intimacy because it's a very different intimacy that you have with your father mm. versus your mother regardless of what type of relationship you have or what gender you are right right you know so like it's as a femme daddy to men women and everything in between right those dynamics come into play and they show up very differently 
And by the way, if you have two dads or you have uh, you were raised by a single dad or you're raised in a group home or you're an orphan. Like, or by two what, moms uh, yeah, or, or by or, a grandmother or 100%. 100%. Right. You were raised by wolves. Like, I don't right. fucking care, right? <laughs> like, like, it, like whatever, whatever your actual experience is, you have probably grown up in a society that has an idea of the archetype of the mother and father. Right. Right. So, so this, this is even sort of a continuation of, of, of your experience that, you know, you, you had a father that you had a specific relationship with Mm -hmm. but you also have a relationship to the idea of like what a daddy is supposed to be what a father is supposed to be and probably your dad lived up to that in some ways and didn't in other ways because we're all human right very true very true and And, you know and one of the things also is like that that nurturing aspect you know like i think it's funny the ways in which we we kind of I don't want to say project the things that we've wanted or have been craving onto others, we but can. I feel like it's necessary, right? Yeah, but do. like as a daddy, right? Like I I definitely like I want more of that openness and that connection and that free flowing like just give me your truth. Yeah. Give me your truth. Like there's no there's no judgment or anything, right? And I often feel like the father, whether it's in my life or on TV or whatever, the father is the judge. Right. The father is always the judge, and the mom is like the DA. Right. <laughs> she's like the Marsha Clark. Oh my God. Like, mom's going to go in and she's going to find everything, right? But that is the judge. Like, you don't want to set off your father, you know? Like, it's, it's shown in media outlets across the world, in books and everything, you know? So to be able to kind of kind of flip that on its head to also be the judge, but to also be that nurturing kind of, it's okay. I know you're filthy. You're a dirty little hole, but daddy wants it. Be Aww. that filthy little hole for me. And to be able to be, to be able to praise and like enjoy and in, engage in that moment with all of those different, um, all of those different mental things mm. in mind, you know, the mind fuck of it all, Yeah. You know, and then be able to like hold you and take care of you and give you that aftercare and that love that oftentimes, how many of us just want to be hugged by our dad? Sure. (laughs) Like legit, you know, like it plays into so many different facets of our being. So to be able to connect with that, the way in which I do and to be able to just be this kinky femme daddy, this leather daddy, daddy in general, like it, it feeds me in levels that I get to be that, but I also get to receive that devotion that devotion yeah that care like it's it's a two-way street totally you know sometimes it's a four-way street sometimes it's a whole highway and goddamn there's a whole lot of streets on it but you know sometimes like, it's an intersection or a roundabout it's it's a lot it's a lot but to be sometimes able to it's a parking garage you, know, you, you never know if every day is a different day but to be able to like receive that to be able to get that you mm. know it it feeds certain parts of me and What's in it for daddy? Yeah, because it's all about daddy, but it's totally not, but it totally is. Well, I I also, I mean, I think I can imagine that some people listening to this might have a skepticism around the idea of like the complications of a feminist sexuality that might worship this masculine archetype when we're trying to like unpack or shake off the influence that the patriarchy has on us, that patriarchal power has on us. Or the sort of seeming dissonance of queer women wanting to bring a masculine archetype or masculine power or masculine energy into our sexuality. And I just, I think it's such a good example of how, first of all, 
working through it sexually is a way that I've always recommended for undermining power Mm -hmm. and deconstructing power and understanding how it works. And you, it's, I feel like it's very much linked to neuroplasticity, you know, like you can, you can kind of break the, the Mm. cycles of trauma Mm. by creating new pathways of experience and associations. Yes. And associations like to be able to, whether it's stuff related to daddy or trauma or kink or whatever, to be able to work through all of that in a very, open, non-judgmental, even sexual way, you know, can be healing and cathartic on so many different levels. And you create new ways of understanding and kind of reflecting on past experiences and creating new experiences and new ways of engaging with the world going forward. Preach. Yeah. Hey, you said it. Exactly. It's a thing. Very, very, very well said. (laughs) And also this thing that you're talking about of, of connecting of being a benevolent daddy and being a nurturing daddy and being like, I have this power to make you feel so good and so safe and so secure and so fulfilled. The idea of women playing with that to, to me is like, we're going to use this word because it has such a strong association mm-hmm. with all these abstractions. We're going to use the word to, to, to sort of anchor the, our play with all of these things and to, as, as you just articulated so well, to to retrain or to carve new pathways or new grooves around not depending on our dads mm-hmm. or the patriarchy for that approval, uh, that, our, that approval that we're pretty, that approval that we are successful. That, that we're good enough. That we're good enough, right? So for for queers to play with that actually i think i would argue (laughs) undermines the patriarchy because it says like this is not only yours to wield or Mm -hmm. play with and by the way you've been really fucking it up you've been doing it wrong you've been doing it (laughs) you've been just really making a big mess of it so why don't we just as usual we're gonna just we're gonna take it yep we're going to take this toy, mm-hmm. we're going to take this word, and reinvent it, reclaim it, reimagine it, yep. and get off really hard and make each other really happy in the meantime. Yes, yes. I don't need you. <laughs> at all. At all. And it's it's beautiful to be able to do that, especially as like um, going back to kinky queer, right? There are a lot of us that come from traditional families or you know religious backgrounds mm. where your queerness may get you mis- uh, pretty much excommunicated from your family totally or dismissed or disregarded in so many different ways yeah you know? excommunicated or also just like an ins- constant insidious sense that you don't belong and that you don't fit in and that people don't understand Othered you constantly by your own family exactly you know like and that can be it's it's literally it's soul depleting, you yeah. know, like it eats up, it eats away at your mental health, at your mental wellness. Well, totally. Whether uh, again, like I just want to emphasize like like being excommunicated from your family is violence and also like microaggressions and uh, like being a second class citizen in your family because of being queer yep. is death by a thousand cuts. It is. It is. You know, and it hurts so very badly. So to be able to connect with someone or to be able to connect with an idea, it doesn't even have to be a person. Yeah. 
but to be able to connect with an idea and the ways in which our brains work, right? We're constantly categorizing, trying to figure out how does this work? What is, not even how does this work? What is this, what bin of identification can we put this in? Yeah. Like that's what your brain is constantly, it's what it was made for. Totally. Identification, yeah. categorization. It's yeah, what is, this, is this dangerous? Right, is this, is this, this or safe? this that? What's this yeah. comparison, you yeah. know? And we're constantly doing it in the most subtle and overt ways, yeah. you know? And so to be able to kind of re repaint that entire picture, repaint that, we can figure that entire process yeah. of categorization to no longer have to like, if we, categor- if we categorize something and it has a negative connotation to it, like we try and avoid it. Yeah. We try and be like, nope, that's not for us. Let's shove this off, you know? And so to be able to kind of take our experiences mm-hmm. and kind of re remap them and, and, reprocess them a way that actually helps to build you up rather than to take you down. Yeah. You know, if you have, if you're a queer person that has like, not to say daddy issues, <laughs> but daddy shit, family we've, shit, we've all, family shit. We've, I mean, listen, like whether it, it's a daddy or a mommy to take that experience and then got, to have, we've all got, we've all got baggage. Oh my God. Don't we? Though? We're looking for, I'm looking for baggage that goes with mine. <laughs> <sighs> pretty much. Pretty much like it. That is the constant process, you know, yeah. but to be able to really be able to connect with an idea that helps you to elevate past that is it's life changing. So when did you start identifying as a daddy? Officially a couple years ago. OK, cool. But publicly mm. not until maybe like two or three years. So I I've always been dominant. Yeah. Um, I've always been hungry to play with my androgyny, to play with my presentation. And so cutting my hair mm. like about five years ago. Cool. Right. Like for those of you that don't know, if you are a, a female presenting individual, right. Honestly, this goes for everybody. But hair attached to femininity is a thing. Sure. Right. So there can be we hold a lot of a lot of energy, a lot of trauma in our hair. Yeah. Right. So to be able to cut it off and start fresh. Yeah. It was life changing. Well, like, I'm I'm like growing my hair out for the first time in like I maybe more than ten years. It's like really? longer than that. And it's like I mean like working on my Ariana Grande ponytail <laughs> flip, which <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows. But also, it's like having a new girlfriend. Right. You know, because I'm just like, I'm not just like petting myself constantly and no. like receiving that. A- anyway, so, um, but it also, it's, it's, it's also like having like a fetish instrument on me at all times in right. a way that like so many women that I've worked with, I've seen them like drag their hair along yes. uh, people's oh God, bodies. And that. I'm like, well, worked with and uh, otherwise, but like. I see the the effect that that it has on people, especially if they like haven't had that hair on them. Anyway, this is a total tangent, but no, uh, but now that I have it, I'm like, but then also you're like fucking someone. It like gets in your face. You're like, god damn it. There, but all these attachments that we have to hair, so we many have so many attachments so to many. hair. You know, and as keep in mind, sex worker. Yeah. Right. That's having long hair was deemed necessary and ideal because European beauty standards and fucking, you know, white supremacy and, you know, being a sex worker and men's desirability or so-called preference for long hair or the bullshit notion that, you know, you're not a real woman unless, you know, all of these different things, you know, that definitely played into it. So to be able to like cut all that off Mm. 
Like it Let was, it oh my God, it was beautiful. And I had been craving it for so very long, right? I was craving so many different, so much access to different parts of myself that I was denying. It's also a lot easier to wear a wig when you have hair as short as I don't wear them. Nope. You don't wear them? I like in the beginning because for work, yeah. right? Like I still chose to wear wigs. And then at a certain point, I remember... Um, and I kept getting more into my masculinity, you know, like more into my androgyny, sure. you know, and I had started to like dip my toe in that water with work. And I remember clients um, asking if I could wear a wig or whatever, because mm. I remember asking, are you into this look or this look? And people asking for me to wear a wig. And I'm just like, nah, fuck that. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. You don't get that option. And to be able to be like, you know what? This is who I am. I am an androgynous motherfucker. Yeah. I do like my bald head. Don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> But I do love that shit, yeah. you know, and to be able to present as this person, you know, without having to be so wrapped up in my presentation as a femme individual helped me to really step into my identity and my queerness as far as, you know, being daddy and becoming the daddy that I was always meant to be. Yes. So to be able to really kind of like step into the daddy that I was meant to be, it was I won't say it started with my hair, but that was kind of the catalyst for me to really just step into all of myself. And daddy was just right there waiting, just like, oh, you're you're ready now? Are you? So how did it feel the first time that you, did somebody call you daddy? Did you tell someone to call you daddy? So I had this session request from this, this client of mine that I had seen a couple of times. And he was effeminate he was a little bit more effeminate mm -hmm. very sweet man yeah and so he wanted to get into gender reversal and that's something that I hadn't really played with yeah up until that point and this was like five or six years ago before I had cut my hair we had kind of like played on it it was like this this session he had come to see a massage therapist and you know I kind of like took advantage of him like and, you do right and he was wearing panties <gasps> Shocking. Pink panties, I'm right. Shocked. And it turned into this like daddy, baby girl kind of like very light, very subtle. Then I had chopped my hair off yeah. and he booked me for another session and we went full blown. Yeah. Like I had gotten him some titties. Like I have prosthetic tits that I fucking love. Love, love. Like cross-dressing, gender reversal, like all of those things. Like we really got to get into all of it and then get into the names and get into the, the dynamics of it, you know. And he called me daddy. Mm. And you were like, ding, ding, I've ding. never felt my lips quiver so hard. In my like it was it was just like, that's that's for me. That's mine. You know, and this the whole scene. Oh, it just kept getting sexier and sexier. The more he said, yes, sir. Daddy, please, daddy. No, daddy. No, I'm not a good girl, daddy. Like it. <laughs> It just kept like, I was just like, oh, God, this is so good. Yes. Scream it from the rafters. I am your fucking daddy. From that moment on, it was over with. <laughs> so then how did it become? Okay, so it started at work. But it then started it started before but work, but it kind of like blossomed with that session and cutting my hair and then kind of integrating it. So I've been like kind of processing this idea of how to present this to the world, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I remember doing this photo shoot. I have a leather obsession. I have a leather fetish. I love leather. I have always loved leather. Give me all of the leather. Drape me in it. Drown me in it. Fuck me with it. Well, like, you're in I, the right line of work. Right. Like, I just, I love leather. But It loves you back. <laughs> it does. It told me. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Oop, I snorted. Um, but it's on tape. Can't take it back. Damn it. 
<laughs> but um, you love leather so much it makes you into a pig. Yes, yes, pretty much. So I remember I did this photo shoot and I mm. was in all leather, mm. right? I had just had a fresh cut. I had just left my barber and I wanted to do this like this badass, very, very daddy androgynous shoot. And I was in a leather jacket, leather pants and Pretty much that was it, you know, yeah. and I didn't, I got to bring forth the masculine sides of me, yeah. right? And in a photo shoot, it's always so very, like, tailored for the female, I mean, for the male gaze. Right, right. And this was very much for my own. It yeah. was like I was letting my dick out, you mm. know, and mm. it felt so good. On the foreheads, across the foreheads yeah, of the slap, world. Slap, 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 slap. You know, <laughs> like, it was beautiful, you know, so that photo shoot, it really kind of, like, boosted my confidence to kind of step into this role even more you know and I still use those pictures I love those pictures but that kind of made it this like really official now I had proof like it wasn't just in scene right Mm. like it's one thing not to say that like doing something in a scene or in a session is intangible but it's very different when you have visual proof that the rest of the world can see oh this is what you are because when you put forth an image or you put forth any kind of work like it was a very vulnerable space for me to kind of step into that in this photo shoot but once you put something out as an artist you know this you cannot control the way the world perceives it no and you shouldn't try to no but that was that was a very vulnerable place cool you know and so that like, makes that's where good art comes from yeah yeah and it like it was just like okay now it's time you know and it just it continued to change everything and everything is still in this process of evolution that I'm grateful for but definitely it forced me to be more vulnerable more transparent in mm. my creativity in my art in my kink in my queerness in my daddiness oh, you know so, so so you have so your daddy side see this is the thing that's so <laughs> ironic and interesting that you're all of these qualities that we associate with daddy also feels more vulnerable because it feels closer to something true mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. Funny how that works. So sometimes daddy play or mommy play or boy play or girl play is about these what we might call leather archetypes and all the associations that we have with all of these things and So for you, how often does it have to do with really explicit incest play, by which I mean consensual non-consent, by which I obviously mean people who are not blood relations playing with the archetype of blood relations, the role play, the fantasy of blood relations and everything that every, every taboo that may be associated with that. How often is there an element of incest fantasy in daddy play for you? Kink mm-hmm. is very much and always will be a part of me. I don't need anything outside of it. It's just it's just a part of who I am. Yeah. Just like being a daddy, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't require any scene, any article of clothing or anything. It is just very much a part of who I am and a mentality that I own mm. and push in a lot of what I do. Mm-hmm. In scene... Mm. When it is the scenario where it's this kind of incest play, honestly, it's not that often. Yeah. But when it happens, it's supercharged. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's electric in a completely different way. Yeah. You know, um, I actually I crave more incest play <laughs> um, <laughs> mainly because I'm a pervert. Sure. You know, but 
this is a this is the right place this, for it. yeah yeah, yeah. It's like right. yeah i remember i'm gonna tangent for a second troy orleans friend, friend of the pod yeah Troy Orleans had this event that they had gone to and it was kind of like this family dinner and it was going to be her and her partner and like a couple of other people, a couple other kinky folks. And like she was the aunt. He was, I think, an uncle. And then another friend was her niece. And there was like it was just this whole range. And it was a dinner party that turned into a play party. And she had told me about this experience. So it was like it was like playing. It was very involved playing house. It was like a family reunion. (laughs) In the most perverse way. But then family reunion orgy. Yeah. And it was just like, I need more incest play. Like, I clearly am lacking this in my life. Well, we are going (laughs) to, we, uh, uh, we're going to make, we're going to make that happen. Please. Well, thank you. Thank you for going into all of that, um, that, that shadow side stuff (laughs) with us here today. And I wish that we had a million more hours to talk about daddy, but somebody else needs the studio. So mistress. Ashley no, Page. No. Oh, no, no, no. Ashley oh, Page. Oh, okay, okay. No. Don't call me mistress unless you're paying me. I have paid you nothing. In <laughs> fact, you're going to buy me lunch. Roll <laughs> <laughs> um, <Role> reversal. <laughs> Ashley. Yes, Tina. Thank you so much for coming into the studio and talking about daddies and also doing an Interrobang episode. Yes, thank Any, you for having me. Uh, um, anything coming up that uh, you want to plug, you want people to know about yes. in 2019? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to do a quick little rundown. Yeah, please. I have The Hoedown that's going to be launching in March. Um, it's a podcast that I'm doing with my girl, Kiana Moore. Uh, we'll be launching that in March, and you can check for details on my social media. I am actually going to be doing a huge, which I have been procrastinating on, a huge launch for Clips for a Sale. I want clips. A lot of my content, I'm, um, I am shooting a bunch, so I'm, I'm pretty much orchestrating a whole porn release, um, and I will drop details and everything on that soon. I have a big scene that I did, two big scenes from the folks behind Divine Bitches that's coming oh. out. I shot it in Avian. I'm so excited. Oh, and lots of training. So I'm actually going to be going to a Tantra certification cool. um, and integrating more of that into my my work as well. I have a bunch of other projects. I'm getting painted by Audrey Ryan this week and have a bunch of travel coming up. I will be updo- updating, updating all of my sites and everything so I know we're short on time you can see all the things that I'm doing on there and I will be launching a video blog blog soon so you can guys you guys can keep up with all my antics and where can people find you on the internet so you can find me on Twitter at Ashley page NYC that's Ashley P-A-I-G-E NYC and is it Ash uh, spell Ashley too A-S-H-L-E-Y P-A-I-G-E NYC on Twitter or you can find me on Instagram mistress page underscore NYC that's M-I-S-T-R-E-S-S P-A-I-G-E underscore NYC um, you can also find me on my websites mistress page NYC just like it's spelled everywhere else. Ashley Page NYC, just like it's spelled everywhere else, dot com. Um, and I will be launching my triple X site, Ashley Page Triple X dot com, where you can purchase all of my filthy clips and content and photos. Um, and that'll be launched in the next month or so. So find me, look me up, Google me. You can see me everywhere. In every which way. In every which way. But but you, but you got to color daddy first. Yes. And you got to pay beautiful note to end on (laughs) thank you so much Ashley thank you
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 